Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know I'm right on football, right here, right now for LandryFootball.com. Nick Durst here, joined by, of course, Joe Calabrese. And Joe, it's another week of the football season. Uh, It's been a pretty good season so far, despite the fact that there are some putrid teams, especially the two that play in New Jersey. Uh, But, you know, we got got some, some news, of course, as always. So why don't you get... Everybody caught up right now on who's in, who's out, and what's going on with, with COVID-19 this week. Let's go. Uh, so for fantasy purposes, obviously a huge boost for most people this week as Christian McCaffrey is expected to play, uh, and he will rotate in and out against the Chiefs, right? So that's a big thing. Uh, Des Bryant, who the Ravens recently signed, obviously tried to make comeback last year with the Saints, did not go as planned, ended up getting hurt. Uh, Des Bryant will be active this week for the Ravens against the Colts. So going to be very, very interesting to see what he does. I think he's a really, really good fit on that team. Uh, obviously, he's a hungry veteran looking for a ring. Uh, maybe he puts them over the top. Maybe he doesn't. But Des Bryant is back. Going to be very, very interesting to see what he does. Very intriguing. Uh, in terms of COVID, right? Uh, Matt Stafford who was put on the COVID week, uh, the COVID list uh, is now back after testing negative. So he will play this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, same boat. He's eligible to play this week. Uh, Unfortunately, Baker Mayfield had to be placed on the COVID list for the Browns. So he will not be playing this week. It will end up uh, being his backup case Keenum, which uh, I totally forgot case Keenum was his backup. And we went through this about five minutes ago before the show started. So, uh, that's, that's good. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, he's got the foot injury, so he, he will not be playing for the Falcons this week. So, uh, if you have any of the Falcons receivers, uh, Matt Ryan's been one of the three, the top three fantasy quarterbacks in the league. Obviously Julio Jones has a lot of appeal. Uh, Hayden Hurst, if you have him at tight end, like I do and a couple teams, uh, he's going to be good for you this week. And Chris Godwin, uh, again, Chris Godwin, another person on, Bunch of fantasy teams that I have. He's been hurt this year. He's missed a couple of games. Uh, He will be playing this week. So uh, look out for him. Got to see how that Tampa Bay situation materializes uh, throughout the course of the rest of the season. But Godwin will be back. He's playing against the Saints. Uh, Obviously, Antonio Brown's going to be coming into the fold soon. So you're going to have Godwin. You're going to have Evans. You're going to have Antonio Brown. You're going to have Tyler Johnson. Uh, You're going to have those backs there, Gronk. Uh, they have a mishmash of a lot of offensive pieces for Tom Brady to work with. So, uh, and then the biggest news I think that just came in, uh, was Pete Carroll getting a multi-year extension with the Seahawks. So, uh, congrats to him. One of the oldest coaches of the NFL, but still one of the best coaches in the NFL. Uh, well-earned. We'll see how that, uh, the season, obviously the NFC West is totally loaded. Got a bunch of players we love. Got a bunch of teams that we like. So, going to be interesting to see how the NFC West shakes out for the rest of the season. 
Joe, how many Super Bowls does Russell Wilson have without Pete Carroll? Depends. You know, again, he, he gives it, then he gives it, takes it away. Uh, he made two Super Bowls, and chances are, if you run the ball at the goal line, you have back-to-back championships, and you're one of the best teams of the last decade. But uh, that decision obviously cost him the Super Bowl. Uh, I think I just perfect. think Pete Carroll's overrated. Uh, I, going fair. back to the USC days, so I mean, I guess he's gonna he deserves to to stay there. He's got a Super Bowl, but you look at like. Other coaches who had a super, just one Super Bowl and they're discarded, like Mike McCarthy. So, a little surprising right. that, uh, you know, they're giving this extension middle of the season, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what that means for the Seahawks long term. Uh, Kenny Galladay out, Gardner Minshew out, Adam Humphreys out, Sammy Watkins out, Mitchell Schwartz out, Demonte Freeman out, Olin Tate's out. They're suspending him. So stupid. I guess they don't want to win the game. So let's bench our, our top <laughs> receiver. Uh, we can get into that a little more when we get to the game. Kenyon Drake's out. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida. And Mitchell Trubisky's out. And I don't know. I guess he's hurt. But that's uh, just a matter of time before the Bears got to switch back to him, Joe. Because Nick Foles does not look good at quarterback. Yeah, he hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks. Uh, at the very, very beginning, obviously, kind of gave them a little boost. Uh, that's what you expect from Nick Foles. But as the season has progressed, Bears defense has played well. Bears offense has still been very, very shaky. So uh, you would figure that uh, when Trubisky does come back in, hopefully uh, that offense with his, especially with his leg power, I think a lot of people underrate what he gives you uh, Absolutely. using his legs, right? And it's kind of... It's kind of similar what you see with Daniel Jones here. A lot of people are always questioning, like, why don't we use you know Daniel Jones on the ground more? Obviously, the Bills do it with Josh Allen. So, uh, but yeah, so I would I would expect that Trubisky at some point when he does return probably ends up taking the Bears' starting job back. I think I think that's what they need to do if they want to advance past the first round of the playoffs. All right, so let's get into some games here and odds courtesy of PointsBet.com. So if you want to potentially you know, place a bet and win some money, head over to nj.pointsbet.com and enter the promo code free cash, all caps, one word, and place <laughs> your bets. So Joe, it's time for you to, you know, make the guy, make the, make the, the people some money here. We got 13 games slate between tonight, today and the huge game tomorrow night, which is your jets taking on the Patriots without Sam Donald. So Joe Flacco is going to be back in there. Let's get right into it here. The Broncos coming off a big win against the Chargers. They're getting four points taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I've been punished. We've been punished so much this year. Every time the Falcons are favorited, we seem to say, oh, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time before they're going to squeak it out. This is going to be the one. So I got to go with the Broncos here, plus four. Uh, Drew Locke has shown me enough the last two years to – to let me know that he is good. So to answer Breastman's question, thanks, Breastman. Drew Locke has the league's worst completion percentage this season. I think that's because he was hurt. Uh, do you still see him as the QB for the, of the future for Denver? Yes, absolutely, because Denver is going to be at least in that six to seven win range. So they won't be looking at the top of the draft this year for the, as a quarterback. So, And I think if you look at Drew Locke, he's certainly better than Daniel Jones, who leads the league in, in, in turnovers since he started. So... Uh, I, I don't see. I don't see why if, if, if the Giants are going to continue rolling with Daniel Jones, why the Broncos, who are actually winning some games, the Drew Lock wouldn't continue with him. So give me the Broncos here plus four. Uh, good job out of Vic Fangio this season, holding it together with with Drew Lock out. Of course, they get that big win on Thursday Night Football against the Jets earlier in the year as well, Joe. Yeah. So at the top of the show, we said Calvin Ridley obviously not playing. He's got that foot injury. Uh, I totally agree with you on everything you just said. Uh, I definitely think the the low completion percentage is due to him not playing every game. Uh, I think if you give him a season's full worth of games uh, with the talent that they do have on offense in Denver, obviously that would change a little bit. Uh, so Locke, although it has a low completion percentage, I wouldn't even say he's played bad. I think he's still played you know fairly well given the circumstances. Uh, so I like the Broncos on the road in this spot. It always seems like the Falcons 
at home in this spot, you know, lane three, three and a half, four, four and a half, always around that number, always seems to be disappointment. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of examples over the course of the past, you know, four or five years where the Falcons have been a a, a pretty standard uh, general favorite at home, laying the points, uh, and they've been a perpetual disappointment. Granted, Dan Quinn was still the head coach. Obviously, he's not there anymore. He got fired a couple weeks ago. Uh, but in this spot, I do really like the Broncos. I think they are definitely uh, starting to hit their their stride a little bit. I think they're definitely turning that corner a little bit. Uh, obviously, the AFC West is super competitive, so obviously they're going to have to at least try to get some wins, uh, some tough wins uh, in these middle weeks to at least – maybe have an opportunity to stay alive and, and try to get a wild card berth by the end of the season. Uh, obviously the Broncos were one of my wild card picks at the start of the season. I thought they would be a little better than they are now, but obviously that's because of Drew Locke's injury. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. I like the Broncos on the road in the spot. Uh, I like getting the four points. I think it's a great number. Uh, I see them at four and a half in some spots. Uh, I think they're four now. So uh, let's go. You know, we're on the same page so, here. Next game. Tough one to bet Joe, what you, you lead on here. Nick Foles and his Chicago Bears getting six and a half points on the road in Tennessee against Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Yeah. So obviously the Titans, the past couple of weeks have been kind of iffy. Uh, You know, we saw last week against the Bengals, they kind of just really laid an egg. And uh, I think this is going to be a huge bounce back spot, especially for Ryan Tannehill. I think he's another guy who, you know, we talk about uh, using his legs to make plays uh Bears defense is good. I think they'll be able to shut down Derrick Henry, but I do think that this is especially if this is a game where if the Titans are looking at potentially trying to to get one of the the top seeds in the AFC. Obviously, I think the the number 1 seed is probably out of reach by now. Uh but if they want to at least fight for one of the the two or three seeds, they're going to have to keep pace. Uh this is a game that they're going to have to win. You mentioned uh, Nick Foles has struggled the last couple weeks. I think the Bears in this spot, this is going to be a test for them because the Titans defense has not been really good this season. Uh, they've been more bend, don't break. They're, they've, they're capable of of allowing points as they you saw last week with the, the Bengals game. Uh, to me, this is the test for the Bears. If they're able to put up points here, then I can buy into them a little more. But if, they sh- if they're struggling to score points here against the Titans defense, that's kind of iffy. Uh, then I don't really like their prospects going forward. Uh, but I definitely think this is a bounce back spot for the Titans. I think the line is a little steep. That said, I'm willing to lay the points with the Titans. It's very, very steep. Uh, but I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I think since he took over the Titans, the Titans have had the spot a couple of times and, and they've, they've been able to come through, uh, their last big win came a couple weeks ago against the Bills. It came at home, uh, came in a spot. A lot of people didn't really think that they would be able to to, to beat the Bills in. So uh, let me lay the points with the Titans. If you can get them at a better price, get them at a better price. Uh, if you see the Bears 7 or 7.5, uh, obviously I would not play this game. But for purposes of picking this game on the show, I will lay the points with the Titans, and I will take the Titans to win the game. Joe, as you're speaking, line has changed. Now it's just 6. That change you at all? Change thoughts at all? Yeah, I think it's a little bit easier of a pill to digest. Obviously, six and a half and six is big uh, because let's say the Titans win by a touchdown and you get like a missed extra point here or there. Uh, the six is a much more digestible number than the six and a half. The half point makes a huge difference. So yeah, so let's. I'm gonna continue go with Titans. I'm gonna roll the Titans as well. Uh, these are the games that over the past. You know, eighteen months they they seem to to win. So seems like seems like uh, you know maybe the one of the last starts for Nick Foles could be on the horizon here. Breastman thoughts on the Titans releasing veteran cornerback Jonathan Joseph. Was this a good move? Does it affect the Titans secondary? Uh, I think it's a little surprising. Uh, I believe he played in ninety percent of the, the the snaps last week. Uh, he had a uh, season high eight tackles. Uh, and two assisted tackles for 10 tackles. So, uh, yeah, I think that's surprising to release uh, a cornerback who's one of your starters, uh, and the Cardinals picked him up, so the Cardinals probably happy about that. 
Does it affect the Titans secondary moving forward? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think too much. I don't think so. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph was kind of like he wasn't even a secondary piece there. He was kind of like a, like a veteran, you know, yep. tertiary piece. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be a huge difference either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's a veteran. He's been around the league, but I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. All right, now to what should be probably one of the three best games of the week here, yep. and that is going to be the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Joe, people might call us crazy, but we both like the Colts uh, as, for this season, and I'm liking what I'm seeing with, for them defensively, and I don't know. I just don't love this Ravens team, and uh, I'm going to have to roll here with the Colts. It's The line is only one. Colts are favored by one, so it's a little surprising that the Colts are favored, but they are home, so yeah, uh, I think the Colts will win, so... That's why it's it's easier for me to, to say, yeah, give me the Colts minus one because if they're going to win, they have to win by at least one. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the fishier games of the week. Uh, I mentioned this at the top right before we went on the show. So the public is hammering the Ravens. Most of the money coming in on this game, about 70% of the money is in on the Ravens. That said, the line... Uh, in some places, it has moved. In most places, it has barely moved. And in some cases, I actually saw this line go from one to a pick now back to one. So it's a little fishy that the public is hammering the Ravens and the line's not really moving. So the Sharps are betting the Colts, right? Uh, obviously, the Colts are worthy of a bet here. Home spot, really good defense. The question to me in this game is going to be Phillip rivers because this is the kind of game where he tends to turn it over a bit and kind of be the reason why his teams lose in these spots as opposed to win. Uh, I think if the Colts stick with a pretty standard game plan, uh, run the ball a lot, I think they'll have an opportunity to neutralize the Ravens and, and win this game. Uh, the Ravens are here are going to be very, very intriguing because I'm curious to see how effective they're going to be able to run the ball in this game against the Colts defense. Going to be very, very interested to see how Lamar Jackson plays in this game. I think this is his first really, really big test this season. Obviously, is this, is this his, influence you as well from Breastman? This is a game of the Ravens number one ranked rushing offense right in, yep. versus the Colts number two ranked defense, run defense, and with the Ravens, the Ronnie Stanley, Ronnie right. Stanley out. How does yep. that affect the run? I was just going to get to that. Perfect. Thank you, Segway. Uh, Thank you, Bress, for giving us that a little segue there. Uh, the Ravens will struggle to run the ball in this game. And although their rushing offense has still been really, really good, obviously near the tops in the NFL, uh, overall as a team, they are not performing as good as they did last season. Obviously last season they were just a total buzzsaw. Uh, really, really intriguing game. Uh, my head says the Colts, but my gut says the Ravens. So I'm going to go the other way just for the sake. I don't want to entirely have the same picks as, as, as you, obviously, you know, at least we need some, some differentiation. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens to win this game. I ultimately think that they will make enough big plays to win this game. And regardless of the outcome, it's going to be a one score game either way. I, th- I definitely see this game being a three point game. I definitely see this game being at least tied or within one score heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, I think this is going to be a huge litmus test for the Ravens because if they win this game, then I can definitely consider them as one of the, the, the three favorites in the AFC. But if they lose this game, it's going to be really, really hard for me to, to, to really buy into them as a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh, I think for purposes of, of contention, the Ravens actually need this game more. They need to prove me something more in this game than the Colts. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to win here. Uh, I think this will be a game where Lamar Jackson sh- ultimately struggles, but plays well enough at the end and makes some plays to win the game. All right, next game here, you have the Giants taking on the Washington football team. Uh, the Giants, a lot of their losses this season should have been wins, and their one win should have been a <laughs> loss. So the Washington football team should have beat them last time. They go for two there at the end. Uh, but, you know, the Giants, they're very good at covering this year. Uh the it was 
just uh, two and a half. Now just bumped to three. So the Giants are getting three points. Uh, give me the Giants plus three. I agree. Uh, but I, I do think that the Washington football team wins this one. Washington football team, to me, still has a chance to win this division. I think they uh, have ultimately end up making the move to Alex Smith, which could put them over the top there. But, uh, yeah, bank on a, a late uh, Daniel Jones turnover and an early Daniel Jones turnover to seal the deal for Washington. And Brestman says, Daniel Jones has a career 3-0 record versus Washington. By the way, Joe, he's got four career wins. So uh, three of them coming <laughs> against Washington. However, with the Washington football team having number one ranked pass defense, the Giants will look to run to run heavy. Can Galman carry the team for the Giants? Um, probably not. I mean, they uh, yeah, number one ranked pass defense. So let's sick Golden Tate, Joe. Why do we need him? I mean, he's only the best receiver on the field. Uh, and they, uh, Ring Galman's been solid though. I got to give him credit. But I do. Th- and Devontae Freeman's out, so Galman's going to get a lot of the carries. Uh, Deion Lewis will get in the mix too, but uh, the Giants just never seem to really want to go run heaviest. But even with Saquon Barkley, they always look to, to throw the ball. So we'll see uh, what Jason Garrett's got dialed up, but uh, I, I don't think anybody's going to be carrying this, this Giants team today, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to grab the points too. Uh, I think the Giants uh, are the better team, I think they have the better defense. I think in order to win the game, they're going to need Daniel Jones to use his legs. If he makes two or three big plays with his legs during the game, it'll probably be the difference. Uh, so, like you said, I think the stuff for pertaining to Golden Tate, I wanted to hit on that specifically. Uh, to me, I think it was a good test for Joe Judge. Uh, I think you don't want your inmates to necessarily run the asylum. Uh Obviously, he comes from like that New England Patriots way of doing things. For the most part, it seems like even like even if the Giants only have one win, it, it just it's very very disappointing. But I just I like the effort and I like the what I feel especially on defense, and I can attribute that to the head coach. So uh, again, you don't want that situation to escalate to the point where it overshadows your team. Uh, so we got. He got to it very, very quickly, obviously squashed it, obviously. Making an example, especially out of a veteran like Golden Tate, uh, definitely a little gutsy, but Tate's been around the league for a little while. He's just it's he, It seems like this season he's kind of been a little more of a loose cannon, so you don't want that distraction. And anyway, affecting the way the Giants play on the field. So, I, I mean, they won the first game, obviously went down to the wire. It was the Giants' only win the season, but... Uh, I think the Giants have a little more to work with. Uh, like I said, this game is ultimately going to come down to Daniel Jones, right? Uh, hasn't really been great this season, but and, and your guy makes a couple. As well. Yeah, needs to make a couple plays with his legs in order to win this game. But I'm going to take the Giants with the points too. Hold on to the ball, Daniel Jones, and you win the game. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, we didn't really. T- I want to quickly hit on Monday Night Football because the the Buccaneers didn't look that great, but Daniel Jones looked awful, Joe. He's the difference. He's the, he's truthfully the difference between the Giants right now. What are they? They're, they're one and seven. Yep. He's the difference between the Giants being four and four or five and three and being in first place. I think. I, I really believe that. I don't know about yeah. it, but I think they ultimately are back with him next year, unless they get my guy Zach Wilson out of BYU, who's going to win the Heisman. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he moves up and the Giants can get him. All right, Lions, one of Golden Tate's former teams going and taking on the Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings surprised me last week. They got the big win. So Vikings fared by three and a half. I'll take the Vikings here. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are much better than their record indicates. And looks like they might be finally be able to turn that curve at this point. Although I think the playoffs are out of reach, but some say maybe Mike Zimmer is coaching for his job. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see if that, you know, changes the way he coaches and move forward here. But I do like the Vikings in this one. And I think it's more so uh, me just not really liking the Lions. And I, I don't really think there, there's much there. And sure, Stafford's playing, but we know he missed some time in practice with the COVID-19. So I think that's going to impact the game a lot. 
Yeah, I think this spot is where the Lions are going to miss Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay playing this game would make a huge difference for this team. I think they'd be able to move the ball more efficiently and score more on offense. Uh, Dalvin Cook this season has been outstanding. He's basically won them a couple of games and kept them in a couple of games that uh, likely if they didn't have him, they probably wouldn't be, wouldn't have been in. So uh, kudos to Dalvin Cook. He's not going to get any love for Offensive Player of the Year, but he, of all the running backs this season who have taken at the top of fantasy drafts, he has by far been the best and the most reliable. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, hurt. Uh, Saquon Barkley, hurt. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboy struggling. Uh, right. Yeah. And then uh, and then even Alvin Kamara. I mean, Kamara's been good, but hasn't really been as consistent week to week as Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook has been uh, the centerpiece for the Vikings. Uh, I think he's going to have another really good day. Uh, and again, like I said, uh, Kenny Galladay not being healthy, I think, is going to make a huge difference here. Uh, Stafford was on the COVID list. Obviously, that means he wasn't practicing. Uh, this just seems like a really good spot for the Vikings. I'm really shocked the line's only three and a half. Uh, I think if the if the Vikings were like even four and a half or five, I would still contemplate uh, laying the points. I think I, I'm confident in them in this game probably as much as you are. So, uh, I mean, we agree here. So, I'm going to take the yeah. Vikings here. Uh, probably Dalvin the playoffs Cook. are probably still out of reach. But. Right. Dalvin Cook's been very consistent in fantasy football. But the guy that's been the most consistent in fantasy football over the last 15 years, Adrian Peterson. And since yep. leaving the Vikings, Bressman says Peterson's team has not won a game against his former team. It's a good off the, off the COVID list. Will they look to, for Peterson to focus on the run and get him his first run against his former team? Uh, I, so. yeah, I, yeah. I think they're going to lean heavily on Peterson, who is the team's leader, leading, leading rusher. Uh, of course, Swift is more of a, a dual threat in the backfield. They throw him the ball a lot. But, yeah, I certainly think they're going to be running the ball with Adrian Peterson. And why not? I mean, he, he was good with the, with the team for the Redskins the last two years. And, uh, you know, I think he's still got some more years years in him here. And uh, my Patricia loves his veterans. So he's going to continue to, to roll with, with Peterson there. All right. Texans. Yeah, uh, they are actually fared by six and a half points. I have a feeling we're going to agree on this game. And they're going to <laughs> the taking on Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know who's starting at quarterback for Jacksonville, but I don't think right. it matters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Jaguars <laughs> getting six and a half points. We agree. <laughs> the best man I know. says, Shocking. Uh, Jake Luton is... Uh, is starting. How will he fare against the Texans' heavy blitz defense in his first Chris I say Luton go, gets oh, uh, boy. two interceptions, gets sacked two times, but uh, throws a big touchdown, and then uh, Robinson gets a few rushing touchdowns, and Jake Luton leads the Jaguars to victory. What, what do you think, Jeff? I don't know why I feel the same way, but I, it just feels like the Jaguars are somehow going to cover this game. I don't know why uh, I have that feeling kind of feels like the Texans are going to be up two touchdowns the whole game. And then at the very, very end, the Jaguars like put garbage points up on the board and end up covering. I don't know. I just, this is, this is like such a bad game. Uh, I don't trust the Texans in, in this spot. Uh, I haven't trusted them at all this season. Uh, it seems like they've overperformed against the good teams and lost and underperformed against everybody else. So, uh, I mean, we're we're <laughs> we're actually going to grab six and a half points with a guy named Jake Luton starting a quarterback. That's really funny. Oregon uh, State, Gard- six round yeah. picks this year. Yeah, if Gardner Minshew was playing in this game, I would pick the Jaguars outright to win. But he's not playing, so obviously the next best thing we could do is just grab the points. Uh, but yeah, six round pick, Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State was playing late last night, uh, Pac-12 after dark. But, yeah, so give me the Jaguars. Something smells fishy with this game. You know, I'll, I'll gladly gladly take the points. Uh, I don't think there are going to be many points to be scored. The over-under in this game is 48.5. That seems, like, really high to me. I don't know. But we're going to go with the Jaguars to take the points. All right, we're going with Luton, Luton Mania is running Luton wild. Luton Mania, there. right. There we go. Uh, next up, we have... What's going to be a close game, a really good game here, a battle of potentially, well, definitely one guy who could be an MVP, one guy who was looking like an MVP, and that is 
Russell Wilson and Seattle Seahawks going to Buffalo to take on the Bills Mafia and Josh Allen. Uh, Buffalo has been a little disappointing the last few weeks, but they won. So, you know, but I didn't like what I saw with them against the Jets. But uh, I think this is the game where Josh Allen bounces back. Yep. And, you know, but Bill's getting three points. I like them to win this game outright. I, but I, give me, give me three we points. agree. We agree. Give it, a three, give it a three points. I think Josh Allen's going to be running all over the Seattle Seahawks team today. Yep. Congrats, Pete Carroll. You got your nice extension, but you're getting a loss this Sunday. I, If I'm a better in this game, the over-under is 55. That's not even low enough for me to not think about betting the over. Uh, I think this is going to be a game where both Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are flinging it all over the field, are running for first downs, possibly running it in for touchdowns. Uh, I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game right from the get-go. Uh, I think both quarterbacks are going to have a hand in that. Uh, so I mentioned this on one of our first shows that we did in the, the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, one of the the more matchup-proof situations that you have out there is Seattle going east to play a game. Uh, most of the time they cover. Uh, most of the time they win the game outright. Never seems to bother them, right? But in this case, in this spot for the Bills, the Bills absolutely desperately need a quality game. They haven't played a quality game in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, you're 100% spot on. They did not look good against the Jets. I think this is the game that where they bounce back. Obviously, with the way the Patriots have played the season, uh, the AFC East is theirs. It's theirs for the they team. Got the they, it, breathing, they got the Dolphins breathing, breathing down, down their but, neck. But if the but Bills, the Dolphins will get to that game soon. I don't like the right. Dolphins. They compete with the Bills. If the Bills hit, I think if they hit 10 wins, they win the East. I was going to say 11 wins for sure. They're locked to win the East. Uh, and I think that's very, very attainable given what they have left on their schedule. So, the Seahawks here, again, like I said, going to East Coast most of the time, matchup proof. They always play a great game uh, in that spot. Obviously, they just gave Carroll the, the 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 extension. You know, we talked about that at the top of the show. Listen, Russell Wilson is my MVP pick, you know, but I really, really love Josh Allen in this bounce back spot. I think the wrong team is getting points in this game. I don't know how the Bills are getting three points in this game. To me... If I was making this line, I would have set the Bills as maybe one or like one and a half point favorites. The fact that they're getting three points, uh, that's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's a gift, obviously, with the way Seattle is. But uh, this is also intriguing, too. So about 66% of the money in this game is actually going on Seattle, which is interesting, which means we're really going against the public here, being as adamant about the Bills in this game as we are. But, again, I think this is a huge bounce-back spot for Josh Allen. I don't think the Seahawks' defense is any good. Uh, I think they're a very, very classic case of bend, don't break. They're just good enough to keep Seattle in these games that they yeah, can win. Russ Vance talking about defense. The addition of Carlos Dunlap to Seattle's D-line will change their game plan, leading them to move to more blitz-heavy package, and Josh Allen be worried. I really don't know if, jo- if uh, Dunlop's going to make much of an impact. Uh, in six out of the seven games he's played this season with the Bengals, of course, he has one or zero tackles in the game, and he has one sack right. on the season. So, right, he uh, seems like more of a uh, he seems like more of a quality depth piece. Seems like the guy who at least they could have on their offensive line. They can rotate in and out, and it gives them some depth. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make a difference in this game because the Bills have some options. Obviously, they can run packages with Josh Allen running. Uh, they have Singletary and Moss to keep defenses honest. Uh, I just I love their wide receivers matching up with the the, the Seahawks secondary. I think Stephon Diggs is going to have a huge game. Uh, this is really fishy to me. I don't know. Like, like I said, I think the wrong team's getting the points, uh, and I think the money, like two thirds of all betters, are betting the Seahawks in this game. Seems really, really weird to me. And again, this is coming from somebody you know how much I love Russell Wilson. You know how much I love that dude. So, uh, but, but I, I'm gonna, I'm with you. I'm on the Bills here. I think they're gonna win the game out, right? And I, and I like over, over, over. I think this game definitely gets into the 30s. All right, the next game, which is the the second biggest line of the week right now, and that is the Carolina Panthers going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. 
The Panthers are getting 10. I'm going to take the Panthers getting the 10 in this one. Uh, I've seen enough from them this season without Christian McCaffrey to know that they could stick close in games. They've won some games they shouldn't. McCaffrey is back. And like Breastman says, the return of Christian McCaffrey against Kansas City's 29 ranked, 29th ranked run defense. This must be for disaster for the Chiefs. I don't know about disaster, but uh, I think McCaffrey is going to have a strong returning day here. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying the, the Panthers are going to necessarily win the game, but could they keep it? Within a with one within one score, I think so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Matt Rule and the Panthers getting ten points here. Yeah, I bet against I think, them too much this year to to continue doing so, especially with that double digit uh, points they're getting. Yeah, no, I think that's a really spot on fair assessment. I think the Panthers, especially on offense, have been a lot better than people think. Uh, and over the past couple of weeks, while it has definitely hurt them not having McCaffrey in the lineup, uh, they've still put in quality performances. Uh, and been in games even without quite possibly the best offensive skill position player in the NFL, right? So uh, obviously McCaffrey is probably not going to play all the snaps. Mike Davis has been uh, playing a majority of the snaps the past couple of weeks, and even though he hasn't been great, he's just been you know fairly solid for them. Uh, but I think McCaffrey will give them a jolt on offense, and I like Matt Rule as a coach. Uh, you, think, think- you think the Jets would be better if they went with Matt Rule instead of Adam Gase? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's no arguing the the contrary now, <laughs> considering Adam Gase right now is staring zero sixteen in the face, and Matt Rule right now, uh, seems like his first year will probably end either six and ten or seven and nine. Uh, but the, the Panthers have been super competitive in these games. Uh, give him a little more talent to work with, and I think you could see the Panthers making a a, a nice leap next year. Uh, especially in a, in, a, in a division where you know that Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady are might be on their way out, and and we're gonna get to that that Saints Bucks game. That's almost we're almost there. Got a couple more games before we get to that. Uh, that's obviously the Sunday night game. But uh, back to the Panthers. Uh, I like Matt Rule as a coach. I've like really liked what I've seen from him the past couple weeks without McCaffrey in the lineup. Uh, seems like he's got his guys ready to go every Sunday. Uh, that's that very very creaky. Uh, Chiefs run defense does not have Chris Jones, right? I believe he's he's out with COVID. Uh, obviously, he's a key part in the middle of that defense. Uh, one of the reasons why that team was able to win a Super Bowl last year. Uh, I'd still say he's super underrated. Does not really ultimately get the credit he deserves. Uh, one of the two anchors that they have on defense. And I think this line is a little steep. Uh, 10 points, again, very, very steep. You don't know what can happen. This game screams like backdoor cover to me. Screams like the Chiefs are going to be up by like 14 points, 17 points the whole game, and the Panthers are just kind of able to to hang around and, and you know maybe put together a drive at the end, get some garbage points uh, for the backdoor cover. So you know we both agree with this. Uh, Panthers have exceeded our expectations. I think this game probably not in play outright for the the Panthers, uh, but I definitely do think that they will cover here. So uh, you know we're in agreements again. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to take the Panthers plus a 10. All right. Next game up, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, yes, the battle sir. of the former California teams, whereas San Diego and the Oakland Raiders, so north and south, but yep. still, in the same, still, still in the same division here. Uh We've been saying it all year. The, the Raiders, they could be a sneaky nine and seven team and, and make mm-hmm. the playoffs like the John Gruden's doing there. And That's just the way Herbert, they're trending. Herbert's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, he's gonna break the rookie quarterback record for, for touchdown passes. Best quarterback of the class as of now. One point game here. It's basically you just gotta go with who you think is gonna win. Right. So I think the Raiders are gonna I think the Raiders are gonna win this game. So off to go with the Raiders minus one. Yeah, uh, I think there are definitely cases to be made for the Chargers to win this game. Uh, that said, I really like what the Raiders did last week. Obviously, they did not win a pretty game in Cleveland. I believe the final score was what sixteen to six. So it was just kind of like one of those ugly games. That said, the Browns at the time were five and two, uh, coming off a big win, and. The, the Raiders beating the Browns, I think, uh, was significant in terms of if they want to make a playoff push. Uh, so now 
you beat a team that's kind of in that group of teams that might be fighting for the wild card, right? Obviously, you have a leg up on one of those teams. Uh, I don't think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs, but if the Raiders are very, very serious about potentially getting into the playoffs this year, and we both agree on this, we both think they're capable of being a playoff team, and we both really, really like what John Gruden has done, this is a game I think they're going to have to win. And uh, I believe that they're going to need to find a way to get Josh Jacobs over a easy because the Chargers obviously the best part of their defense is their line, but they're going to have to figure out a way to get Josh Jacobs over a hundred yards. Maybe they got to feed him a couple of screens. Maybe they got to use him in the passing game. Uh, I think Darren Waller is going to have a big game. Uh, I think uh, I like what I've seen from Henry Ruggs this season. Uh, he's going to have to take the top off of that off of that defense in order to win. Uh, we saw when the the Chargers played the Buccaneers uh, back a couple of weeks ago, the Buccaneers were able to pass on them vert- vertically. So uh, Raiders are definitely going to need to at least throw the ball downfield a couple times in order to win this game. Uh, but I definitely think Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs will be the key for the Raiders. I like what I see from them. Uh, I've continued to like what I see from them. Uh, I definitely think nine and seven is within reach, especially if they win this game. And, and if I think if they hit nine and seven, I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to be that they're going to hit that that seven seed. So uh, give me the Raiders here. Uh, again, it's going to be a road game and they're one point favorite. So essentially the game's kind of a pick them. The fact that this game's not at minus two and a half or three, uh, Vegas is telling you uh, that they like Vegas a little more. Uh, I like them on the money line too. I think minus 20, my, I think they're minus 125 here from what I'm seeing. Uh, I think that's good value. So, uh, you First know, man wants to know, will the Chargers still be able to get pressure on Derek Carr without Joey Bosa? I mean, Bosa's been out all year. So, uh, yeah, he's just, they, they, again, that, that Chargers defense just hasn't been, really been able to stay healthy. Like I said, I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a big game. I really do. I think I, so. I'm going to take the Raiders here. Uh, and if you want a little extra value, uh, they're minus 110. Uh, minus one, they're minus 125 on the money line. I think they're worth a straight flat out money line bet here. All right, next game up, easiest bet of the week Pittsburgh Steelers going to Dallas. Uh, you know, Dallas getting 14 and a half points. So, give me the Steelers. Steelers are going to blow out the Cowboys in this one. Not really much to analyze here, just that the no. Cowboys are terrible and the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. I can't believe how dysfunctional the Cowboys have been this season. You got to love saying, it. You got to love yeah, it. Sir. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think they were going to be great heading into the season, but I definitely thought that they were going to be at least the best team in the NFC East. I thought they would at least be like 9 and 7 or 10 and 6. Uh, but they have been an absolute unmitigated total disaster. Let's be real. Uh and the fact that they're down to their fifth string quarterback in this game obviously doesn't help matters either. The Steelers are rolling, totally rolling. Uh, the only thing I think you got to worry about here in this game is a backdoor cover, but I, I'm with you. I think the Steelers are poised to blow them out here. Uh, they're firing on all cylinders. They're they're looking like the more polished team. Uh, the Steelers are looking like one of the two or three definitive best teams in the AFC, and they look like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Uh, I don't think a road game in Dallas is really going to phase them at all. So uh, we're both on the same page here again. Like I said, you just got to hope that the Steelers are not up by, you know, 20, 21 points at the end of the game. And then the Dallas just kind of creeps in and gets that garbage touchdown and you lose by the half a point. But I think the Steelers are better than that. I think their defense is really, really good. Uh, and I think they're going to absolutely blow the doors off Dallas in this game. I could see this game being even like 28 points. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really lopsided. Breast man says Dallas is starting their fourth quarter. Their fourth quarter. I was, I was and- one off. <laughs> Gary Gilbert for Dallas Cowboy Horseman. Uh, he was a Rams 2014 sixth round pick. He has a total of six pass times in his NFL career. Any chance for success for him today against the Steelers? Number one ranked defense? No. No, no, no chance. chance. No chance. No chance. <laughs> All right. Next game up here, you got Tua Tiger Viola coming off a win in his debut, but he didn't look any good. Uh, taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who I think are, I think are a playoff team still. Uh, Kyler Murray has just been incredible. He's getting averaging a rush touchdown and a pass touchdown per game. DeAndre Hopkins is currently the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, and I think their defense is good enough that it's going to 
cause the Dolphins to struggle last week. The Dolphins, they just won big because their defense is really good. Uh, so I like the Cardinals in this one, minus six. Uh, I, I, I think Kyler Murray is just going to be too much to handle for the Dolphins. And, you know, this is kind of something where the Dolphins might see Tua, if they continue, he continues to struggle here throughout the end of the season. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what their thoughts are moving forward. Yeah, so with this game, we differ a little bit too. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to win here, but I think the Dolphins are going to cover. I think it's a little bit too steep of a number, especially with the way the Dolphins have played the last couple of weeks. And I, even though I think Tua wasn't really great in his first start, uh, I definitely like what he saw. Regard, I like what I saw from him regardless. Obviously, he did struggle a little bit, but I don't think the struggles were necessarily his fault. Uh I think give him another you know week. I think the get the first game jitters out. Uh, I think he'll play better. That said, you know I'm with you on Kyle Murray. Uh, obviously he was exceptional uh, that Sunday night game that they played against the Cardinals. Uh, I'm sorry, against the Seahawks was one of the best games uh, of the entire season. Uh, and I think the Cardinals winning that game proved to you proved to basically everybody that okay they are for real. You know, they're not going to just kind of hover around eight and eight and nine and seven. Like this team is legit threat to at least win 10, maybe 11 games or so. Uh, they play in a ridiculously tough division. So obviously can't expect all those teams to finish with 10 wins or more. You know, that would be really, really truthfully something, but it's just not going to happen. Uh, uh, but that's this question from Bressman, Byron Murphy, Jr. And Dre Patrick, Patrick, both, both out of Arizona to have a big day against Patrick Peterson. Uh, I mean, I think that's going to you said he's going to be maybe having a good bounce back here. Yeah, I think he's going to bounce back. I think the Cardinals injuries, uh, and again, obviously they lost Chandler Jones for the season too, right? So uh, that defense is not entirely healthy. If that team had a fully loaded defense, they're honestly one of the best teams in the NFL. They're one of the most complete teams in the NFL. Uh, they have a, a, a head coach in Cliff Kingsbury who. Uh, I like the way he thinks uh, he zags when everybody in the, in the NFL tends to zig. You know what I mean? You've seen uh, what he's perfectly capable of. And, and Kyler Murray has, has a really, really good start to his career, but the Cardinals injuries also make me lean taking the dolphins with the po- with the points in this game. And uh, I think the dolphins defense uh, is good enough where they'll be able to at least make a couple of stops in this game. So like I said, I like the Cardinals to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be, I want to maybe like, maybe like a four point game. Uh, the over under is 48. Uh, I definitely like the over in this game. I definitely expect some points to be scored. Uh, my prediction is probably kind of like a 28, 24 kind of game where the Cardinals win. Uh, I think Hopkins going to have a good day. Uh, so yeah, I think two will have a bounce back spot. These are two really intriguing teams. I think both of these teams are, are kind of, roughly in the same spot in, in their respective conferences. You know, they're not really in the top three or four teams. They're not in the bottom three or four teams. Uh, they're closer to being playoff teams than not being playoff teams. Uh, and there's a lot of promise on both sides. Both teams are really young. Both teams have two good young quarterbacks uh, who I think are going to have some success. Uh, this is definitely one of those games. I, I this is To me, this is a definitely a must-watch game. Uh, this is one of the, that game and that, that second slate of games on when you're in red zone. Uh, sometimes it's hard at this point in the season where you only really have like three, four o'clock games or so. Uh, so this game, uh, definitely a big time red zone game. A lot of people are going to be watching this game. Uh, this is going to be a redeeming, uh, game amongst the four o'clock games. So, uh, give me, give me, give me the, the dolphins with the points here. I like the six. All right. Game of the week here. We got the saints out of the Tampa Bay winners in first place and winners got a chance to still potentially get that number one seed in the and I say especially with the way we, we are thinking that the Bills are going to win today against the Seahawks who are currently on one seed uh, I think history is going to repeat itself here just like week one and Drew Brees and the Saints are going to come away victorious in this one so of course give me a three and a half points with the Saints and they're going to win the game uh, the Buccaneers they're kind of like heckle heckle and jive you know, like hit and miss here uh you don't know what you're going to get from them. If they're going to play like they played against the Packers, wow, how are you going to, how's, how's anybody going to score off them? And you right. got the Giants who are putting up some points. Uh, 
with really no 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 great offense there. So uh, Michael Thomas is back, and you know Randy Moss gave him a call to help him out this week. Uh, but Alvin Kamara has been been you know the best you know you know outside of quarterback offensive player this year, I think for the most part. And uh, I we'll, we'll see. I think Tom Brady might sense a little pressure in his head to try to get Antonio Brown involved early. Um, and that might hurt a little bit. I think you yeah, stick to the game plan. You've seen Gronk emerging as his go-to guy in the red zone. And of course, Mike Evans has been phenomenal as well. So going to be a close game, but I do like the saints in this one. Uh, the over under is 51. I'll have, I'm going to have to go with the over on that one. So I think Michael Thomas is going to have a, a little bit of a difference here as well. Uh, it's going to be, I think, hard for the Saints to win simply because you have to take the Tom Brady factor into account. How hard is it to beat Tom Brady twice in the same season, especially twice within a period of nine weeks? I, obviously, they played in week one. Uh, it's very hard to do. Obviously, a guy like Drew Brees would really be up to test to do it. Uh I like Mike Thomas. I think he's going to at least play well. Uh, he's going to appear in the game. He's going to make some plays. He's going to make a difference on the Saints. They're going to be able to move the ball a little bit better on offense. Uh, so I don't necessarily disagree with your your assessment with the Saints. I you know they they've been a, a little bit better than I thought they were going to be this season. Um, that said, I'm going to take Tampa in this game. Obviously, just to now, again, some differentiation from you. Uh, the three and a half, I think it's going to be difficult to cover because I think this is going to be a three-point game either way. I think these two teams are really, really just super evenly matched. Um, but I think it's going to be really, really hard to beat Tom twice. And it's going to be really, really hard for the Saints to go on the road in a primetime game and beat Tom Brady for their second win against him this season. So... Tampa Bay's defense, uh, I think, will be able to hold Alvin Kamara in check. They have a really, 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 really good run defense, and I think that's going to force Drew Brees to potentially make some plays with his arm. Uh, and as we've seen this season, hasn't really been able to hit that deep pass, hasn't really been able to maybe hit those big plays on offense as much this season. Obviously, age being a huge factor in this uh, father time is definitely starting to creep in a little more with these two, although it definitely seems like it's hit breeze a little bit more. It seems like Brady has been able to adapt a little bit better, uh, yeah. given the circumstances. So, Joe, at the end of this day. game, at the end of this game, who is the all time leader in touchdown passes? Is it going to be Brady or Breeze? I think that's right now, Brady's up question. one, Brady's that's up one, right? Question. Yeah, uh, when you look at their numbers side by side, uh, mostly everything is within striking distance of each other. Obviously they're the top two guys all time in both those categories, but that's a trick question. And you know, it <laughs> there's one separating the both of them. You know, you're not going to get me. You're not going to fool me. You know, I don't know I mean, maybe we'll go with a push. We'll, we'll say they're tied. At yeah, the we'll, end of the we'll game. set it as a push. We'll set it as a push. Uh, right. I will, I will disagree with you on, on one more point here. I think uh, you said over in this game. Uh, week yeah, one I went mean, over. I think, I think, I think this game, if it's uh, a, you know, if it's a twenty-seven, twenty-five point game, that's that's the over right there. Yeah, that's fair. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. That's fair. That's, that's the zone. That's the range I'm thinking. Yeah, I think if if the if the Buccaneers, I think, want to win this game, I think they have to really, really, really be stingy on run defense, and I think they need to take Alvin Kamara out of the game entirely, uh, and then that means using uh, Levante David. Uh, so I think. So to me, I'm going to pick the Bucks, and because I'm picking the Bucks, uh, I think their their run defense is going to come through and take Alvin Kamara out of the game entirely. I think they'll be perfectly okay with living with Drew Brees hitting Michael Thomas for five, six, seven, eight yard passes and trying to keep the game, you know, manageable uh, in front of them. Uh, so I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take the under here. Uh, this is the the one game of the week where we really, really differ, you know, on both sides of things. Uh, but again, I mean, we agreed on basically what 10 other games, so I don't mind. I don't mind going out on a limb here uh, and saying this is going to be a huge game for Tom Brady. 
All right, so last game here. It does well in uh, this guy game. No. Last game, we got the Patriots taking on the Jets. Typically, oh, it's, yeah. a, you know, it's a it's a Monday Night Football. So anytime that there's a Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football game with the Patriots and Jets, usually you know, oh, the Patriots are going to blow them out. But uh, the, the over-under is 41. I'm going to go with the over because – yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the Jets are going to score like three to six points, and the Patriots are not going to be putting up thirty. I don't think so. Is uh, uh, is Cam Newton the solo starter? Is he going to start this game? As of now, yeah. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll yeah. See. Uh, I imagine you know. imagine struggling, and then <laughs> I mean the the best remedy for any any type of of, of player or team that's struggling is is getting the Jets in prime time on Monday night. Remember the last time they these two teams played on Monday night. Wasn't pretty. Was not pretty at all. Uh, very, very gross game. Uh, Sam Darnold was uh, was seeing ghosts. Yes. Well, Darnold won't be even seeing the field this week because we got Joe Flacco no. in there. So uh, give me the Jets with Joe Flacco plus 10. I do Ooh. think they could keep this plus 10. Uh, no. and I think that Work the line. Patriots win this one like 16 16- to six, something along those lines. Uh, no, I think th- I think this is the game where the Patriots get back on track. I think they're okay. going to win this game. Uh, I I like the under in this game though. I think they're I think the Patriots the Patriots will probably win like 24-10, something like that. If, if the Jets are going to win this season, it's going to be in week sixteen and seventeen when they're taking on the Patriots and the Browns. If both right. of those teams are out of it by then, that could be that could be where the Jets, you know kill themselves, shoot themselves in the foot and end up missing out in the first round, the first pick with Trevor Lawrence because they decide to go ahead and win the last two games. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think this is the perfect bounce back spot for Cam Newton. Uh, like I said, the the remedy for any player or team that's struggling is just getting the, the Jets. And, and I will say the Jets defense this season, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say they played good, uh, but you can clearly fight and compete in them so you gotta you know give greg williams some kudos there uh that said i just they can't really do anything on offense they they just <laughs> yeah, struggle to score points They're there's always con- points. last week there's always controversy yeah. around the jets uh more so this week jets Pressman says how controversial well, the hidden locker room cameras be in the Jets organization. Potential penalties against them. Uh, yeah, Joe, I don't know what God. the deal is with this, but why don't you break it down for us the next two minutes? Um, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is like as bad as Spygate per se. Um, but considering where we stand uh right now with the Jets as an organization with like Adam Gase as, as head coach. Uh, this is ultimately not not a good look, and uh, we don't know all the facts right now. The players' association is still investigating, um, but the I guess would they have extra security cameras in the locker room? Uh, obviously, not supposed to be there. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think there's an, an, any in particular rule that they broke, but it, it's something that. Obviously, it does not look good for them whatsoever. Uh, I guess it's better than not filming your you know, your opposing teams, you know, secretly as the Patriots have been caught doing through the years. Uh, I think the Jets ultimately they'll they'll probably get a fine. They'll, the team will probably get a fine. And I don't How think about the Raiders. Be- the Raiders was a sixth round pick this week uh, for COVID protocols, but the Titans who messed up the host schedule they don't get any 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 sort of penalty at all whatsoever i think uh you know uh, it's obvious that the, the league office is not is not a fan of mark davis and john gruden no they're not definitely definitely not <laughs> unbelievable all right so that's gonna do it here for you know i'm wearing a football for this week of games uh again visit nj.pointsbet.com and enter the promo code free cash, free cash. And that's all yep. that's one word go ahead and make some money and you know, enjoy the games and we'll be back here next Sunday to talk some more. So for Joe Calabrese, I am Nick Durst and thank you for listening to you know I'm right. Thanks, Bryce. On football.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.